On this week's episode of the Superhero Show Show, we'll find out what grades Stargirl has earned in summer school so far, how strange Doctor Strange gets when there's two Stranges in the what-if timeline, and if Legends of Tomorrow can win the best ensemble sushi for the third year in a row. All of that and more on an all-new Superhero Show Show. What's up, nerds? Welcome to the Superhero Show Show, the only show that reviews every single live-action television show based on a comic book or a comic book property. My name is Cassie, and I will be the host of this episode. I'm almost always the host, so I don't know why I clarify this every week, but you know what? This episode, again, I am your host. Welcome. Hi. Uh, I feel like there's been times where I've been... People have like been like, when's Ryan going to be the host, or Cassie's gone maybe this time around, and it's always Mike, but people are like... This is the night. This is the time where Ryan's the host. Yeah. In this, yeah, there's we a We want a five-hour-long version. Ryan host, Ryan host. <laughs> we have almost, like, too many emails coming in saying, like, when's Ryan going to get his shot? And you know what, Ryan? We're just, it's, Take we just it got to keep that suspense. Oh, oh, I thought she was going to hand <laughs> the crown to you right now. God, no, Mike, no. Did you guys <laughs> do that thing, that after-hours email thing, where if somebody emails you after our office hours, they, they get a response of, like, if this is an email about how Ryan should host, please don't send it. We already know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I sent them into a phone tree. <laughs> into a phone tree? <laughs> yeah, if this is a, if the email about Ryan should host, call this number, and then it's like... Do you think Ryan should host because he's going to be actually a good show? Press one. If you're trying to prank us all, press two. <laughs> oh, no matter what, Mike, I know that you're pressing buttons right now, and they're my buttons. So oh. why don't you watch your ass? Woo. Speaking of, you guys are pretty much Speaking in. of, how are you? So, <laughs> you're going to speak of buttons? Speak no, of I buttons. I want to hear this, Mike. Hold on. Let's <laughs> let her do this. Yeah, let's speak let of, her speak a button. Do it. Speaking of buttons, uh, these two love pushing them. You've already said that. That's nothing. Yeah, no. That's no. nothing. But you know what? Mike and Ryan are here. Ryan, how's it going? Hello. <laughs> Mike, how's it going? Hello. Hello, friends. Um, so I do want to. Do we need to clear the air here? Like, how are how are we? Do we need to have a feelings talk? How are you guys doing? I actually, Great. I have a, I have a question for Mike. Mike, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> oh, I, uh, I had said that the floor is mine. Um, we actually have to put our Zhangji review until next week. Yes. But I just want to clear the air real quick. No spoilers or anything. Cassie hasn't seen it yet. No spoilers. We're going to wait for Cassie. What did you think? I thought it was fucking dope. I thought it was so good, dude. <laughs> I thought it was so good. I have oh. some nitpicks. I have some things to say, but yeah. fuck, it was fucking good. It, yeah. it, it, I think because of Black Widow and What If... I went in being like, oh, no, have they lost, like, whatever? And no, it was delightful. It was delightful. This is, I'm so bummed I can't, we can't have a full talk about this because I haven't seen it yet because you guys have this good bond going on right now about how you're, like, revived in Marvel again, and I just, I want to be there with you guys. So It also is, no spoilers, the first time I've seen mine and Ryan's relationship on screen. Oh, can't wait. And next week, keep that in your mind, Cassie, and oh, next shit. week, uh-huh. bring up... What you think that means. Yes. Wait, am I... Okay, so I can't say it. You can but... say it, but th- there's a key part of mine and Ryan's friendship as long as I've known him. Uh, <laughs> some people think it makes it is what's like fun about us and some are what think is unhealthy, but it is several times throughout the movie. I can think of like two or three examples and all of them I'm insulted. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right, and I can't wait to figure out what this is. Sadly, we do have to wait next week for that, though. That's going to be our Shang-Chi review because of me. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, but this week, we will be reviewing Stargirl as the main event. But before that, you guys, it's Shushi time. All right, you guys, it's time. It's been a while. We've brought out our suits. that We had to get them ironed, dusted, cleaned in that order. That is the proper order. If you're not doing that, it's wrong, okay? I That's- made Mike's Kleenex boxes that he usually wears for shoes, and mm-hmm. I made them look like little limos. So it looks like two limos are carrying him that- into the shishies. That's a fun detail. That was it's good like work. A giant baby. <laughs> Out of all the things you could have been to be brought out in a limo, it's a giant baby? 
Well, my tuxedo is a diaper with a bow tie on uh, it. So. You're, okay, okay. Cassie, you're in charge of presenting a giant baby. Are you not going to hire two limos? <laughs> like, stop being an amateur. I'm so sorry. I'm newer to this. I'm still Have trying to pick seen up on it. Honey, I blew up the baby. The is greatest it? movie of any movie. Have you seen Amer- the American remake of Spirit Away, where that giant baby is always just in two limos? <laughs> <laughs> I've somehow missed both of these, but you know what? Uh, they're on the list. That's not what we're here to talk about, though. I would love to talk about the best babies, the best biggest babies, but that's not what we're here for. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> okay, that's next week's shushy. <laughs> the best biggest babies, but this week it's best ensemble. So, Ryan, I think you have um, all these all the ens- ensembles. Guys, before I get to the nominees, I'd like to get to the non-nominees. Um, Stargirl and Loki, not nominated. What do they have in common? What do they have in common? They have We Hate. The Owen brothers, not the Owen, the brothers. <laughs> the Wilson brothers. <laughs> the Wilson brothers. The two shows where Wilson. Clive and Rick Owen. Clive and Rick Owen are not part of the best ensemble, and that seems what shocking to me. That's insane, which isn't true. If you listen back to our episodes, that's not true. So what I'm going to blame it on is um, lizard slash alligator people, because there's the lizard dad and then the alligator Loki, and maybe that's why. So that's why we don't We're have them on there. Scalist. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I mean, like, I'm going to, maybe these nominees will be like, oh, well, that makes sense that neither of the Wilson brothers are nominated tonight. But this mm, is for Best Ensemble. Mike, yeah, what does Best Ensemble mean to you? Uh, to me, and may, maybe this is one of these kind of could make sense possibly, is uh, how does the group bounce off of each other? You want everybody being able to combine any one of these characters, and they're always great together, and they're like big group. Blah 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 blah. blah. Ooh, I think that's a great way to put it: is to pull two random characters out of a hat and write a scene. And you know what? Mm-hmm. The scene writes itself. I don't even have to yes. write it. That's a good one. I thought you were saying and the good way to put it is the blah 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 blah. Nope, that's a terrible <laughs> way to put anything. Except you know for what? how a machine like a gun that makes bubbles. Because Justin Timberlake wrote that line for me. <laughs> And Justin's here right now. Come on out, Justin. Justin. <laughs> All right, Justin, Justin, get the fuck out of here. You can t- pull the drink out of your mouth for this line that we gave you. Oh, no, he's a severe alcoholic. Are you guys ready? This is like the Golden Globes, where it's like the Oscars, but with drinking. Uh, are you guys ready for the, your first nominee? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, host Cassie what? mentioned it in the beginning. It, it is Legends of Tomorrow. They have won three years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, because they have the pair any of these characters together it's almost like they write every episode with two characters go off together while the rest hang out do you think that they have ever pulled two golden tickets out of a hat and then like now this is what you have to write yes i feel like at this point like how else would they do it in the writer's room like you get bored every once in a while somebody has pitched this idea and they've had to go through with it yeah that's how you get gary and mick hanging out (laughs) your next somebody and this is surprising because it does not feature a wilson brother is Lucifer. Lucifer. You know what? They do have a good dynamic between like the character types because we got Maze, the tortured demon, mm-hmm. who, you know, heart of gold. Incredible working, character type. Working on a soul. <laughs> and then we've got Lucifer himself. Devil, also a good person. Who would have guessed that? Then we got Detective Dan. Thought he was a piece of shit who was into prov. Heart of gold. They all have hearts of gold. They all have. But it, it, I don't think this could have won in the first few seasons. But it is. It's the fact that... Maze and Dan are now best friends in the show. Mm-hmm. That's that's when you click. They finally got in the last like two seasons. Now you can combine any of these characters and we're running away with it. It's like Astra and Spooner from Legends of Tomorrow, the show that won this award three <laughs> times in a row. <laughs> yes. Can your two newest, lamest characters carry an episode? We'll talk about it. <laughs> uh, here's, a, here's a show that has not won in a long time. But this is, like, uh, when you guys think of ensemble, do you guys think about, like, how do the top two or three work together, or how deep does it go? Like, what's the number? Who's the number eight star? Who's the number nine star? Yeah. Resident Alien is your next nominee. Ooh. That one, okay. Obviously, our main star, Alan Tudyk, of course. Of course, it's going to be strong. But there is so many characters that can work well off each other here. The children, Cassie. Yeah, the kids. Cassie, notorious children hater. Yeah. Cassie hates children. (laughs) Cassie's pro-abortion. If there's one thing I want everybody to know, there's one good kid on this show, okay? So, like, that's going to balance out the other bad kid. The one is so talented that I can overlook the bad one. And that's saying a lot for an ensemble. If you pull on a good kid, wow, props to you. (laughs) Your next nominee, and I think already has an award for best comedic performance and maybe best Uh villain. 
It's hard to remember. It's WandaVision. Now, what we haven't talked about with the shushies with uh, WandaVision that we can talk about now with Ensemble is the outside of the bubble. Your Darcy's, yes. your uh, Randall Parks. Jimmy Woo's. Jimmy yeah. Woo's. Yeah, this is an interesting one because half of the Ensemble is underneath a like a control, like Wanda's control for half of this. So their dynamic is all conducted by one person, mm-hmm. which gives it a weird like vibe. Like they still do work well together, but it is scripted. Like it is well, made for them to work well but together. You think about that though. All these shows are scripted. No, they're not. No, they're not, Mike. Don't you? See? They're all this reality. Isn't, we're not watching the real world here. <laughs> I want to mark it down that it's number. Th- this is episode three ninety three, where Cassie finally <laughs> was told that. It's crazy. This documentary about this rich archer. It's just crazy that people didn't figure out who he is. I mean, they're putting out on that island. He must have had a good time. Um, But the the important parts of the ensemble, that being Vision and Catherine Hahn, were not being controlled by Wanda. So, Mm -hmm. but I I don't I don't say that's a bad. uh, I don't think whether Wanda's in control makes it a good ensemble or not, because. It's the actors who make a good ensemble. It's the and they are not under <laughs> uh, Elizabeth Olsen's control. Well, I mean, as far as we know, we weren't there on set. Who's to say? That's true. Maybe she's a tyrant. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to put that out there. She seems lovely. Yeah, don't put it out she, there because now she's TMZ. The good Olsen. Shit, <laughs> hold on. TMZ is knocking at the door of the studio. Oh God, they're always here. Oh hi, we here. You have a scoop. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't. Oh, zero scoop here. Goodbye, TMZ. Okay, I'll go bug podcast pontifications for a scoop. Oh wait, TMZ, come back. Yeah, our final nominee is uh, Winona Earp. Oh no, that makes perfect sense with what you guys like. All right, I gotta go. I got so many scoops. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so TMZ doesn't even want to cover the fact that Winona Earp is our fifth nominee. They just had to leave because they have so many scoops. So many scoops. I don't, I don't know if Earp being does our TMZ have is... more scoops than your average Baskin Robbins store. Yeah, are you starting a rap right now? <laughs> yeah, those were some heavy bars. You just got to respect <laughs> those bars and they go that hard. Uh, this one does make sense for us. I don't know. They've never you almost won- said you guys. Yeah. <laughs> you were about to say you yeah, guys. Yeah, I wanted to single you guys out. But I do also, I came late to the game, but I see why they are so loved. This is, it's a fucked up crew. So I, Yeah, I mean, Cassie, I don't know if you watched every episode since you've been on the show, but we made you watch a bunch of Milestones. And mm-hmm. you saw, yeah. right? I saw. You saw. I get it. Those I get two are it. sisters. Yeah. They, she loves her and she loves him. Mm-hmm. Love stinks. <laughs> And I think that the problem here, too, is that it's the last season. Oh, also not yeah. nominated was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Well, was that even eligible? Yeah. I, really? There's yeah. an ensemble. It feels gone for so long. But also, I was going to use them as they are peak ensemble. I just assume we have a... She, only more famous for hating kids, is Cassie's <laughs> hatred of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Love stinks! <laughs> yeah. All right, and the envelope, please. Oh, here you go. So, gentlemen and ladies, who do we think it is? It's Legends of Tomorrow, Lucifer, Resident Evil, Resident Alien, six nominees, WandaVision, and Winona Earp. What do we think we're going Four more years. It's, 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 it's got to be Legends. It's, there's no way. And your winner is Winona Earp! Oh. Final season, celebrate it. That is The Heath Ledger Award. <laughs> is huge i can't believe something took down legends on ensemble award um well that is that's it you guys i I gotta reflect on this that we have a better (laughs) ensemble uh coming up next it's our main event where we're talking about star girl on this week's episode of star girl tigress and sportsmaster have broken out of prison after kidnapping Mike, they reveal their dreadful, hor- horrifying plan. Let them go to their daughter's tryout, and then they'll go right back to jail. Pat agrees, puts down his wrench, and escorts them to the big sports audition. Meanwhile, Yolanda's work at a 50s diner, as dedicated by television law, while the rest of the JSA <laughs> research how to find Eclipso. Taste buds, I ask you this. How did Tigris and Sportsmaster fit back into the new into a newer, fresher summer schooler, schoolier star girl? If... I think this is a make or break episode. If somebody's never seen Stargirl and they don't want to start from the beginning, they watch this and they hate it. One, they're dumb, but I get it. This is everything I fucking want from Stargirl. Uh, no, cr- no fights, no CGI. No. Just. <laughs> Two of the craziest villains are now house guests of Pat and Barb, and everybody just has to deal with it. But look, I need you. Look, I'm going to break back into jail. I'm just going to do some bad guy shit, 
hey, just to prove that I'm still a bad guy, I'm going to smell all your vases in your house as hard as I can. <laughs> like, we're two fucking gorillas that have entered uh, a village domicile. And that Crusher cannot stop coaching Pat. Yeah. When he's like, ripped you or not, bro, and you let go of the program. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, I don't know if you have friends like this. And in fact, I know that you do. But as a boy, it's it's nonstop friends like this of like, oh, do you stop working out that arm? I can show. I can give you some tips. I I know what you can do. Yeah, where it's like and they still kind of like at this point he hates him, but he hates him mainly for letting go of his regiment. Like just <laughs> yeah. like well, it's Crusher actually sees a lot in Pat as a person and as a friend. He says that he's like, I thought we like had a good thing. We were on a road to becoming real friends. What happened there? And Pat's, <laughs> you tried to kill me and his very like yeah 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 relationships but are funny <laughs> regardless pat sees a lot in crusher and the fact that they've yeah. never had a they've never had a, like a flashback or a full storyline of saying that they just mm-hmm. did that through subtlety in fact they only had scenes about how that shouldn't be the case right but it's such a fucking cozy show it's such a like cozy dialogue heavy show that they made that clear not just to the two of those characters but to all of us characters known as the audience <laughs> Hello. And then Tigress and Barb are bonding over how fucking frustrating it is to have a teenage daughter. There's nothing you can... Were you about to flames? Were you about to flames? Flames! Diametrically opposed on how to best parent. But all they can agree on is, don't teenage girls suck to parent? (laughs) Which, it's just like, this, this show gets, I think, what people love about their show there's a couple times where i'm not sure if they're just like listening to our podcast or if people are just like all in the same no, it's for sure us but like the fact that they brought back Sportsmaster and tigress like as soon mm-hmm. as we saw them in jail i was so i was like yes this is what we need and then they were like we're gonna break out of jail for a tryout i like ran around the room i was like this is <laughs> this is everything i want <laughs> and then they're, pat's like just keep a low profile and add a as you said, sports audition. Yeah. They cannot. They they're wearing hoodies. They are trying to, but they cannot start screaming how proud they are of Artemis <laughs> in her scrimmage. Well, Cassie, we all know what a tryout is, but because Mike is on the show, you said sports audition. A sports so audition to get means, right? yeah, so we can be on the same level here. The she wants show to be on the sports team. <laughs> but yeah, like it's a hundred degrees out. They just show up in like full jackets, hoods up, like so inconspicuous. And would you, go ahead, Mike. I was gonna. Say, would you want a whole season or just an episode of a road trip between Sportsmaster, Tigress, and Artemis, and the Dugans? Like a mini series, like a yeah. quick, like a five a whole, minute weekly thing. What about thing? a flash animation web series? <laughs> yes. I'll take it. <laughs> a zine. I'll take anything at this point. You Let's guys. do a zine. Let's do an underground zine. <laughs> it's uh, going to be huge. But yeah, that like I thought that was so important to show what comic book idiots these parents are. Mm-hmm. Like, because they're so fucking jacked. There's, they, like, they're always on Monster, right? It's like, we're going to see our daughter try out. Woo! But then, and then smelling the vases. But then also at the end, and this is what Stargirl does, saying, if we stay, like we said that we're going to break back into jail, and we're actually going to. Because if we yeah. stay, we ruin your life, mm-hmm. and we don't want to ruin your life. I was like, come on, Stargirl. Yeah. It it's- was. Oh, sorry, Cassie. You probably make a better point. It was just more like, t- it was really like, I was like, I didn't expect them to go there to be like that, like bridge even that one. I think what, one of the things I'm most impressed about Stargirl is the showing the depth and breadth of the kinds of parents people can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether you're good or evil doesn't matter if you're a good parent or a bad pe- parent. Because technically Rick's uncle, who is his parent, is good, but the shade even brings up. Do you know the difference between bad and evil? And he means villains. But I think the show is also talking about parenting and families. There's a difference between a bad family and an evil family. And so much of it, I always think about laziness. It's just, it's like, it's the amount of effort that you put in. If you put in a ton of effort to make your your child bad because you're bad, I sort of respect that. I sort of get that, you know? Like, you're putting in (laughs) the time. It's your legacy. Yeah. (laughs) You want to make sure that the kid follows in your footsteps. But it's the laziness that actually makes a bad parent. The uh, not giving a shit and... That's what we see with Rick's uncle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but not with these parents. And uh, another show that's just like this is uh, Runaways. Runaways did the oh, same yeah. thing where it show it tried to show. I think Stargirl is doing a way better job, but it, it, it did a, a good job of saying that even though the parents have bad ethics, they're good parents despite that. Yeah, it's. I, I think comparing them specifically to Rick's uncle is a good thing. They, they are. 
I'd rather them raise more children than Rick's uncle having to raise kids. Yeah. I would too, yeah. Because Artemis they're strong and they make their own decisions. <laughs> Ambition? Like, they, they're teaching Artemis, and does it go too far? Sure, but that's better than going nowhere. And, like, Rick has a pretty hard... I know we're all pretty down on Rick. He's, some have called him the Bodie of Stargirl. Uh, but his scene with the teacher who makes him yet again take a private test... And he aces it, and she's like, "I'm sorry, I doubted you." And he goes, she's like, "It's just." He goes, "It's what everybody does." And oh, I was like, it was this character clicked for me now. <laughs> oh, really? Really, Mike? Was it the Ryan Atwood of it all that clicked <laughs> with you? That was Atwood as shit. Well, his head was also <laughs> like at a 45 degree, just clocked. And then Adam Brody rolled by and was like, "Hello." <laughs> um, this was uh, sort of known as like a nothing episode. Right, because we didn't have the gimmick of uh, a genie and a pen. Yeah, mm-hmm. did that bother you guys? Not at no. all. No, this, this is, is what we better. want, right? This, yeah, this is almost better. It's certainly the best episode of season two. It might be the best episode Stargirl has had. I fucking <laughs> loved it, and it might be the best episode of The Wire in history. It probably <laughs> is. But speaking of like the parents, it took a weird turn because I feel like. You know, Pat and Barb are amazing parents, like, throughout all of season one. And they almost took the turn as towards more of bad parents here. One, because, again, nobody cares about Mike. Mike was kidnapped. We got no follow-up. Like, at some point, there needed to be an exchange. At no point did anybody need to follow up on that. But also their decision at the end to, like, they're, like, they always make the decision to protect, like, keep information from Courtney in order to protect her, but she's yeah. in the life. So like, this is a terrible decision. Okay. So let's, let's do the Mike one first. I thought that they had grown. I thought that they had said, all right, but Mike needs a life too. Mm. And they, they retracted that as soon as possible. Yeah. Like, no, fuck that kid. But the second one, Courtney can never know. How have these parents not seen enough TV to know that this is going to backfire right in your fucking face? Yeah. What do we think? Is it that to get rid of Eclipso, the old JSA had to kill somebody, and that's what they're trying to protect her from. No, it's, that what, it, the what the episode seemed like it? was that Eclipso was so dangerous, mm-hmm. right? That the kids would be scared to hear about it. The, it was, but like no, the, I think there's something worse because that's what the first time is that Eclipso killed Doctor Midnighter's ten year old. Yeah, and they kept that away, and he's like, "No, you know, we will tell everything now." But they're still not saying something, so it has to be something other than he's scary. Yeah, there's something that makes it where, to quote, they're like, they'll never be the same again. And like, what the, what the hell could that be? There's so many things that make you not the same again. I mean, if Stephen King was writing this, it would be a part of all of the adults came out and created Eclipso. Right. So there's a part of Pat Dugan. Yes, that Pat Dugan, the one that you all love <laughs> inside of Eclipso. And, and Barb be- knows now. I fully, with last week's Barb has to okay the plan, and now... Yeah. She is a keeper of secrets, even though we don't think they're secrets. I, I do love that they're not trying to... They're, 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 she is the perfect amount of involved. They're no longer trying to keep her out of it, but mm-hmm. they're not, hey, Iris, you have no skills or powers of any sort, but you're our team leader now. <laughs> uh, that, that's too involved. So yeah. I think Barb is the perfect kind of evolved. Being brought in as a consultant. Uh, what else... Uh, the other exciting thing for this episode that I loved is just seeing Cindy form her junior ISA, getting like mm-hmm. all these like these shitty kids. But they're also they really spend the time to let you know that these kids are like it's the situations that bring them in. Yeah. So the show is really good at also like they're like these kids are your villains, but they're still kids and they're just having like a hard go at life. Like the one is the one the tuba turd tuba turd has been yeah. the first one recruited, right? Yeah, poor tuba, tuba and tuba fiddle turd. are very different kinds of instruments, guys. <laughs> yeah. I think he. He's right when he says, I don't think I could play this. Yeah, Cindy's just straight up like, well, you'll learn. I'm like, well, that is some high expectations. <laughs> and yeah, it's it's a little... This is probably the biggest cheat that Stargirl has ever made. And I'm not shitting on it. I'm just surprised that Fiddler Jr. goes right from tuba turd to ready for the <laughs> ISA immediately. Right. Yeah. Well, he has no parents. His dad died years before the show started. His mom died last year. So it's not... That crazy to me because you because orphan because you think all orphans are evil. The orphans, orphans are inherently evil. That's what <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe. This me. is the first time we've come out and made this stance. And so. that Cindy is sort of flirting, sort of bullying with him. Which if Tupa turns like me, and he is because I was also in band, it is his jam. <laughs> I like on her. Sir, he's schedule. a little bit like me because I play the tuba, and people call me a turd, and people call me Tupa turd. But he's not like me. But he's definitely like me for sure. Uh, she wears a different outfit. 
for every recruitment, even if it's yeah. in the same day. She she knows <laughs> how to attack each okay, person. But what's with the green handkerchiefs coming off the shoulder? That was she fucking could, weird. What are we doing there? She could almost be in band herself, okay? Right. She didn't know if she needed to oh, go on the Oh, she was trying to relate to him. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. By wearing a band, you, so why not put the big feather, what's that called? On, the, oh, on your hat. It's so soft, and they yell at you when you touch it with your bare hands. <laughs> What is it called? I don't know. We've all known that experience. <laughs> uh, but another switch up we had with this one is the shade. Um, the shade was saying, th- th- he's the one who gave us the line of there's a difference between bad and evil, saying mm-hmm. that, you know, he is bad, but he's not evil like Eclipso. So he is gonna try and, he's actually trying to stop Eclipso. Where do we fall on this, believing this, not Fully. believing this? Because at the end of last week when he was like, oh no, Eclipse is going to try to kill those children. And he looked... I thought horrified. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just doing what Pat and Barbara are doing because he tells Courtney he's going to get rid of Eclipso because he's bored. Yeah, the bored like, is the worst open thing. Open up, bro. Let her know you are a real person in there. <laughs> and I think we're doing a thing where, again, like setting up a true north. And if you have one, then you're still sort of good, even if you mm. do bad. And if you don't have a true north, then that's what makes you bad. Mm. But didn't Jordan have a true north? Jordan Icicle? from Superman and Lois? Nope, icicle from this. Yeah, but yeah, and so I think that makes him okay, like in the eyes of this show. Even though he wanted to murder everybody. Yes. <laughs> like stands- compared to Eclipso, I think that that's where they're going to get with Eclipso. Is that Eclipso is basically the Joker of this show, and that chaos is the is worst the end thing. game. Yeah. All right. I'm right. All right. Okay. Okay. He could be on board with that. Okay. Okay. I disagree with the show, but I think it's interesting. <laughs> they're doing something there. Uh, we also, big reveal at the end of this one is that Dr. Midnight is still alive and Beth has a finicky connection with him through the goggles. And yeah, full on boomer, like, what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Wait, who is this? Just screaming like he knows technology, but he's acting like, how'd you get this number? Who is this? I'm in a shadow realm. I was like, wow, can't wait to get more of this guy. <laughs> well, he's been stuck in the upside down for who knows how long. It, also, it would change a person. This Golden Age comic shit where his code name is Dr. Midnight. His real name is Chuck McKnight- McKnighter. Like, you guys gotta... I know why your 10-year-old's dead now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you didn't have a better code name. It was, there was one sentence that Beth said of, like, Dr. Midnight is still alive. And then, so Dr. Midnighter can join the team or whatever. And I was like, yeah. you can't put both in the same yeah, sentence. Like, you come can't. on. You're highlighting how dumb this is. <laughs> All right, you guys. That It was such a good episode. Um if you j- jump on there, I don't, if you haven't been watching it, just watch the show. It's no, it's amazing. But I think this definitely remains one of, if not the best show that we've watched. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm so glad we covered it for the main event so we could scream about it for so long. But that is all the time we have. I do have a little bit of time to talk about websites, though, because, Mike, you were yelling at me about your website. Now yell at everybody else. It's just like with Airbnb, with Uber, there's so many, like... I need a drive or I need a rent for a thing, but there's not enough event space apps. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows nothing's better than an auditorium. auditorium! But how are you going to find one? <laughs> the so hype is huge for auditoriums right now. A and D dot com. And that stands for auditorium, which I think is what auditorium is. Now, oh, fuck, how do you- Cassie, I need three auditoriums. Where should I go? Oh, you know, just the website. A and D. And how do you A&D. spell it? com. Is there two A's? Is it literally A and D? Yeah, or you're gonna put two A's in a row on like, the fucking right. Well, yeah, I, they said I couldn't do an ampersand, so yeah, it's, it's and <laughs> d- dot com. <laughs> and I think that's fine. There's gonna be no confusion here. dot com and again, I'm just repeating it so people know and and and. So you're like, I need an auditorium for my kids' talent show in three weeks. I don't know why you're doing it. You're a good parent, I guess. And so. I don't want just a high school. I want the Kodak Theater. Boom. It's on there. Boom. Ten Guaranteed grand a day. Ten grand a day. What a deal. The well, Kodak Theater. It's where they host the Oscars, Cassie. Of, co- of course. I knew this. It's where they give Oscars to Kodak Bears. Kodak I, Bears. Kodak, Kodak Bears. Bears. Um, but, Mike, this is uh, auditoriums are in such high demand right now. I, I know. Don't, I don't know if you can build a website that will take this much traffic. Like, Even I don't, my mom is texting me every day. Where can I get an auditorium? Do you know a good auditorium? <laughs> anybody, anybody have a hookup for an auditorium? And, Mike, you are now, you're now the auditorium plug through and.com and.com. And, um, I see the demand and I supply, baby. <laughs> 
So I'm going to, I need to send you to, uh, so people can help you out. That's going to be cybersprout.net. They're your partner for the digital world. And they focus on collaboration, Mike's. They're, they got a goal-driven design to help you with your website. They're going to reach the right customers, which is everybody who wants an auditorium. Everybody. We, we don't need to design the auditoriums, Cassie. That's the beauty of the plan. The auditoriums are just sitting out there. <laughs> They're just oh, waiting sorry. to be taken over. They're just open. Well, you got to design how you're going to decorate it, okay? But um, Oh, and cybersprout.net will help you with decorating your auditorium? Absolutely yeah. not. But they will, like, oh. if you send them your ideas, they'll just send, like, a, maybe a thumbs up. Just be like, hey, this is how I want to decorate it. They don't, they're busy people, but they're still going to take the time to be like, you know what? But Probably a good they're idea. They're Midwest-based. They're very kind. They won't say no to most requests. So. <laughs> they're just going to be like, I support that. This, this note that I have here is very weird. It says that anytime that you take over an auditorium, the first 50 people that you send in will be walking on all fours naked running into yeah. the room is that that's look i'm just the idea man that is part of the and like, have, have you ever seen a naked man on all fours running in and then times that by 50 like that's yeah, it's what you- terrifying <laughs> but that's the vibe i mean it's, it's in the fine print it's in the terms and services i didn't i, I wrote it but it's not my fault you know yeah. what i'm saying Everybody must be held to that. Uh, and cybersprout.net is going to help you with that. Your partner. All right, you guys, it's time to go for the pull list. <laughs> we are back for the pull list. Well, some of us are back for the pull list. Uh, Mike, Ryan stormed out of the studio. He said he was done and literally stormed out. Look, I didn't know that he was also creating an auditorium website. I thought you guys like, Aren't you best friends? Don't you guys talk about this? Like, we, you don't you share your ideas? We try to keep some projects away from each other. And so I guess, and there's a lot of accusation of stealing. Though he mm. writes all his stuff on whiteboards, so I don't know how I could hack into them as he accused me. <laughs> but Well, it's all the cameras you have up in his house, but he doesn't need to know that. That's not, not where he takes notes. <laughs> of course, different areas. But yeah, so there was some tension. Um, I guess I thank you for staying. I know he's going to work on his auditorium project, uh, but thank you for staying on the show. I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, that's no why, I'm cool, man. That's why you're my favorite, if I could just say that right now. Yes. So, but we do have to get to our poll list where we talk about all the other shows we watched this week. Of course, everybody knows that. First show starting it off is Legends of Tomorrow. John and Bishop steal the wave rider to find the fountain in 1925 Texas, stranding most of the legends at John's mansion, but Astra and Spooner stow away. Spooner meets her mom and realizes aliens didn't abduct her, but removes Spooner from her own past in the 20s. Turns out that the fountain... It turns out that that was the fountain, and the fountain is mushrooms. Tastewoods, I ask you this. Has this season built Spooner and Astra up enough for them to lead the episode, or did you find yourself missing the other legends? Excellent question, Cassie. Thank you. Uh, I honestly, when I realized what was going to happen, I was like, oh, no. But yeah, I guess they have built them up enough because I finally like did not hate. like I think they very quietly in the background built up their own friendship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so their back and forth worked. And when they disagreed, it all made sense. Like, yeah. And it's Astra was John's protege. Like, it all kind of worked to shove like what we think of as the main characters to the side and let these three kind of take the stage. Worked surprisingly well. That's actually, that's surprising. This one, as we know, our ensemble, our beloved ensemble. So this one, we had like a third of this ensemble and it's still like, did they, do we see the others? Yeah, the others are like dealing with Kayla shows up and does some shit and Mm -hmm. is helping them find their ship or whatever. Like, it's honestly kind of, I don't really remember. It was like, they're like wacky antics and none, none of their stuff really jumped out. Okay. It was all just like, okay, you guys are doing what you did. But I think I was most surprised that, yeah, Astra and Spooner hung. And I was very confused that Spooner's mom is only middle aged in 1925. I thought the show made a dumb mistake. (laughs) And then stand corrected that it's because Spooner's mom was never abducted. Spooner was abducted from 1925 as a child, and they dropped her in the 90s, and she grew up then. Like, it's all fucking crazy and convoluted, uh, but kind of worked. This is the legend story. Like, there's always a simple idea, and then they they go down, like, they push it three times harder, where they're oh, like, yeah. this is the basic plot line. Now let's get wild with it. And I need you to explain um, that the fountain is mushrooms. What does this mean? They So they call it a fountain, and it comes out of the ground. We thought it was, like, water, but it is, like, a mushroom, like a fairy mushroom circle, like if you're into fantasy stuff, and then a giant mushroom comes out of the ground and sprays stuff. And I guess that's the fountain of Imperium. And okay. we learned this is why aliens have never come to try to take over Earth. And Bishop's whole gambit is 
that's confusing because those are both the X-Men, Bishop and Gambit. Yeah. What Bishop's mission is, is to get rid of the mushrooms so aliens can just come blast Earth away. I don't know why, but that's his whole thing. You know what? We all have those days where every once in a while, like, I, I could, I wake up some days and I'm like, aliens can blast this place for sure. Sure. But, um, so this is, they're saying this mushroom fountain. Now, when it goozes, is it goozing water, is mushroom it's stuff? Like glowy dust, glowy gold dust, lasers. Okay, that that stuff. doesn't sound bad. That doesn't sound no. bad. Yeah. And like young Astra, they do get her there, or not young, uh, Spooner. They get her there and she like floats away and looks pretty into it. And this is John is like, oh, wait, this isn't mine. I should let young Spooner go away. Because I guess one person can use this all powerful thing at a time. I don't know. Of course. (laughs) There's got to be rules to this, of course. Um, All right. Are we good to go to a moment a week? Was there anything else besides? I mean, we already hit a fountain. So I don't know what else could top that. Connected to that, the the moment a week is a. They're, they're like, oh, yeah, all mushrooms are aliens. And somebody's like, what? They're like, think about how weird mushrooms are. And that made me laugh a lot because, yeah, they're fucking weird. They, have you ever looked at the underside of some mushrooms? They have, like, gills. It's yeah. bananas. They look yeah. freaky. And the fact that we saw those as humans and we're like, I think I can eat that is even wilder. And half of them are the most nutritiously dense thing known mm-hmm. to man. Yeah. And half of them will kill you if you whiff at them. It's crazy. <laughs> absolutely wild and you know what this is another reason why i love legends because i feel like every once in a while somebody in the writer's room just has like a high thought and they're like uh-huh. this is a key point to our <laughs> next episode but uh if you want to watch it legends is sundays on the cw our next show is supergirl on this week's episode of supergirl the team is taking on corrupt systems as kelly discovers an orphanage of alien boys who are being mistreated which then leads them to a prison whose inmates are also being mistreated and being forced to steal bomb parts in the process of taking on this corruption, Kelly becomes the guardian and Nia agrees to bring Nyxley back into the real world in exchange for getting a day with her mom where she's alive. Taste buds ask you this. Do you think I pronounced Nyxley correctly? Nyxley? I honestly, it's the most wild spelling I've ever seen. Nyxley. But Look, I'm somebody who can say Mr. Mixel Splitlicks. I don't fucking know how to say this word. <laughs> you just pulled out that flex out of nowhere. <laughs> I'm not ready for you to go like that, Mike. Um, but you know, who's to say? If you want to watch Supergirl, it's Tuesdays on the CW. Our next show is Titans. On this week's episode of Titans, Dick and Barbara's past comes back to haunt them when Lady Vic, a knife-wielding assassin they fought as youngins, shows up in cahoots with Scarecrow. Meanwhile, Corey deals with Blackfire being around. Taste buds, I ask you this. How did the flashbacks help inform the current relationship between Barbara and Dick? Surprisingly well. I hate to keep clanging the Titans is good now, Belle. <laughs> this is but, almost like late Taylor's adamant, like, adamancy that The Walking Dead was back and is good. No, is that's insane. See. Okay. All that right. was never true. But it's so their flashbacks, they are like, he is still Robin. She is deciding whether or not to be Batgirl. And they run into each other. She is heisting stuff just because she can to prove that her dad is a pretty shitty commissioner. Mm-hmm. And instead of stopping her because he wants to bang, he just starts helping her. So some nights of the week, he is out with Batman stopping crimes. Some nights of the week, he is out with Barbara heisting museums. What? All of that makes sense to me because he's a teenager. This and actually sounds rad. Right? <laughs> and their animosity, really Barb's animosity as Commissioner Gordon to Dick, has been off and mm-hmm. has not made much sense. But now that we know they used to hook up, yeah, it, you're always going to be a little weird to somebody you used to hook up with when you run into them later. And You her, have to. Her weirdness is coming out as, uh, she had one of her men shoot Dick. And so, and then she, she's like, are you okay? And he's like, not really. And so all of it tracks way better knowing their past together. That's crazy. Because how many episodes in are we where they decided to drop this knowledge? Five, oh, five into this season. This season? Yeah, and the, or six, this, six into this season. Does this seem? Does the timing seem good? Like, do you think they should have dropped this info sooner? No, I kind of like how it worked. It's like, because you go, oh, she mm-hmm. doesn't just hate him for no reason. Like, okay. They, they have the past. And, and then we got to see, there was a dope scene of Barbara in a wheelchair, Lady Vic, who they, they were trying to stop her from heisting something while they were trying to heist it. And they were too good a fighter, so she threw a knife, and they dodged it, and it killed her husband. Oh, shit. So she hates them. Oh. Uh, and I, I'm now segueing into my moment of the week. Is So as adults now, uh, she tricks Barbara. 
she has like a recording of Bruce Wayne's. And he's like, Barbara, it's Bruce. Come to the alley alone. Like, it's like, well, don't fucking go there. Uh, and Lady Vic, who is not in a wheelchair, and Barbara, who is, have a fight scene. And Barbara holds her own and is a total badass. Book. I was gonna ask you how this held up, like heist wise, because you know we love our heists. But these fights alone, are the sounding... heists were whatever. The heists were not great. Okay, but it was more smash and grabs. Love it, loving it. But the fight uh, scenes, yeah, were cool. Every and... once in a while, you convince me that I might watch this show. Uh, start so on the other plot that's going on. Starfire now has Blackfire, her evil sister, hang out at the mansion. And Blackfire sees Superboy, who is a six-foot-something strapping young lad. And she's like, thank you for this present. And just, there's so many, she is going to fuck Connor Kent, who is, I think, only, like, six months old, actually. Like, <laughs> but has the, a 20-year-old's body. Uh-huh. And she's like, I need to, my needs attended. And he's like, he's a, he's a very polite lad. He's like, I could attend your needs. And Beast Boy's like, you don't. <laughs> that You're not saying what you think you're saying. Man. Mike, every every week, one week I'm going to watch this after talking to you. Um, if you want to join me on that, Titans is Thursday on HBO Max. Our next show is The Walking Dead. In episode two, season 11 of The Walking Dead, we find out that Maggie is not dead, and she's pissed at Negan for leaving her for dead. She does not get to live on this high horse for long, though, because once a D-list team member gets stuck and puts the rest of the team in danger of getting overtaken by walkers, she orders that everyone leaves him to be killed. Meanwhile, Daryl's trying to catch his dog that got loose. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you. Out of those two storylines, which one do you think is more entertaining? It's obviously Daryl trying to catch Find his dog. Find a dog, right? It's gotta be like, how is he about it? Does he panic? Is he using treats? Like, is, it, where- is it like a box with a stick and a steak on a string <laughs> under the box? Like, Is he putting up flyers that he hand drew? Because, you know, it is still the apocalypse, so he had to like scratch. Yeah, he doesn't have a printer. There is no printers, but he's still gotta try to find this dog. And you know the walkers <laughs> will help him on this. I just imagine this one as the most wholesome, like, homeward bound side yeah. journey here. And the other one i don't care i just don't care about anything happening with negan i just don't care but a dog you know it'll have my attention uh the walking dead is sundays on amc our next show is riverdale On this week's episode of Riverdale, Cheryl enlists the help of Archie, Kevin, Fangs, and Reggie after she learns that there is palladium underneath her maple groves. Betty and Alice... There's always palladium there. Betty and Alice confront a trucker who may have been involved in Polly's disappearance. Taste buds, I ask you this. Do you know what palladium is? No. I assume it's related to unobtainium. I would think, you, but it seems like it might be a real thing. It is a silvery metal worth more than gold, obviously. Palladium. Oh, wait, is that was it's in that car engine part, and that's why people are stealing catalytic converters? Yes. Is that something different? Oh, no, that gonna, is palladium? <laughs> might be palladium. It You're might a car be, person. I don't know what, listen, I'm in it for the art, not the thievery, okay? How dare you? <laughs> Let me go ahead and Google this real quick. It's in some boots. You know what? I'm not going to get there. Boots? I'm not going to get there. You know, it's just not going to happen. But if you know, email us, contact at your pop filter, enlighten us, please. <laughs> if you want to watch Riverdale, it's Wednesdays on the CW. Our next show is What If... In this week's episode of What If, Doctor Strange is experiencing the worst Groundhog Day as he manipulates time to save his girlfriend, Christine, from dying. Nothing he does saves her, though, because her death is an absolute point in time. Or it was until the Ancient One split the good and the bad Doctor Strange, allowing two to exist in the same timeline, which leads to a showdown between nice guy Stephen Strange versus all fold up on demons Doctor Strange. <laughs> Taste buds, I ask you. In order to save Christine, the world had to be destroyed, and yet he still chose to save her. At this point, does this plot line have any appeal to you it's not the plot line but like what bummed me out was they're like that's an absolute point in time and i guess you could argue for this universe it is but we know for a fact it's not absolute because we've seen him lose his hands and she had nothing to do with it yeah in the quote-unquote sacred timeline so to pin so much of it on a thing that doesn't have it I'm fine with them saying there's absolute points in time. I'm just saying you should pick one that feels real for whatever that means, right? To mm-hmm. to what we've seen before. So it felt well, we know there's a fine future without that happening. Yeah. So why not? 
Yeah, that is a very true point. Like they made, they did a good job at making it seem like in this, like if you could separate the two in this one, for sure, an absolute mm-hmm. point in time. But it is so hard when we like this whole thing is based off of like we're gonna flip up what you know, so you're gonna pull on what you know, and to have yeah. that in the background just be like, but it's not so. And I- as far as our shows go, montages are funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or this... like character growing and we get two montages here and one is horrifying because we <laughs> just see christine die a thousand different ways to the point that it became funny and i don't think that's what the they show intended. wants it so yeah when they're eating pizza and you're like what is a car gonna run through no a mugger runs into a pizza place come on not gonna happen in new york that's not where <laughs> muggers go and just shoots her right away yeah absurd Every- Everyone was, this was, we've talked about how shocking it is that this was on Disney and this montage, like it, I was like, how have they done this? They went, they showed like so many terrible deaths and you were like, (laughs) they could show three, but they showed like 15 and I was like, we get the point. We know what's happening. And then we get a second montage cast. There is a second Of him one. eating demon souls for 15 <laughs> straight minutes. It's the most anime thing I've seen. It'll pull up a new demon soul, and then you see, like, it g- cuts to outside the mountain. You just have the sun setting and rising, like, at hyperspeed for, like, right. a, a full month. And then we go back inside. He's still just eating demons. We we got it. We got After it. After three, right? I don't know if we needed how... we. There's so many. They. It was just, like... the art department like popped off somebody was like no i thought of 52 demons and we're right. gonna show all 52 demons but i don't know like it was so and when we saw him be this like mashed up form of all the demons mm-hmm. terrifying terrifying oh, mashup in a good way though right yeah because i did like that well yeah so we're pretty down in this episode what stood out to you what you're like oh that's pretty cool I mean, overall, I thought it. this one had the most highest stakes, I felt like. Like, this one was good because we saw, actually saw the consequences of what happens in this alternate right. line. Where the other ones, you know, like, it cuts off right at, like, and this is what leads to the next bad thing. But this right. one, we saw the world get, like, destroyed. We saw what comes from having this evil Doctor Strange, and he goes so hard. Which, this is more of what I wanted from it, to have, like, the complete story. Mm-hmm. Which is good. And, and also, and it, uh, there's also where this one, uh, where he talks to, um, uh, he actually talks to the Watcher. Yeah. Rad. It was so rad to have a character actually be able to, like, reach out to him and just have a conversation of, like, please fix this. And he's like, nah, dude, I'm the Watcher. I can't, yeah. I don't fix. I'm not it's the fixer. in my name, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you but go down it, the road to the fixer for that shit. <laughs> But over like those parts where it just felt more escalated is what I liked about it. Yeah, I liked visually. I thought there was some cool stuff. Uh, the silhouette, like you said, of Demon Strange with Christine floating towards him, like mm. was fucking awesome. Yeah, uh, the cape fight was silly and fun. Or good uh, cape always, versus bad cape. You always got to have a cape fight. If there's Doctor Strange, they know one thing for sure is you got to yeah. have the good dog cape versus this demon cape. <laughs> but. I'm going to keep watching these, but I'm not like in love with what if. Yeah, that's where I don't know if we're so broken where it's just like I have to see it. One, because it's Marvel and one, because I'm already so deep in this and it's only 30 minutes, which helps. Yeah, that helps. But also, like, I think it's just because it's Marvel. Like, I'm going to have to see what they do with this. I can't have this little piece missing from all the time I've put in with all the others. Look, I watched both seasons of Iron Fist. I'm going to fucking watch what Fuck, dude, Iron, yes. That's, if you've gone through that, you could do this. Um, but, Mike, do you got a moment of the week? It is the, the first time Strange hears Uwatu. Uwatu the, Uwatu, the Watcher, is, like, narrating everything. And then it's when he's in his demon-sucking montage. Mm-hmm. And Uwatu's like, and then this is going on. And yeah. Strange is like, what? <laughs> Who said that? And me and the Watcher went, Oh shit. Yeah. He's becoming so powerful he can sense him. And yeah, that was pretty sweet. It's cool how they animated it too. That's the that's my moment of the week too. Mine's more when he was talking to him though. But the way they did it where like the watcher's still looking to the side, like mm-hmm. he starts a conversation with him and it's not until a little bit deeper where he actually turns to look at him. Like it's just right. so ominous. I was like, dang, art department popped off on this one for sure. <laughs> um that it shows on Wednesday. Nope. We asked Wednesday on Disney Plus. That's when What If is. <laughs> and that was our last show for the pool list. We've covered all of the shows for we the did week. It. We've done it. We did it without Ryan. You know yeah. what? He said we easier. never could. He said we never could. It was all it was easier. 
And now all that's left is to plug things. So, Mike, can you tell me about the websites? Yeah, I think uh, everything we make is on yourpopfilter.com. You'll love it. It's there. Uh, throw a little slash Amazon on the end of that, creating yourpopfilter.com slash Amazon. That's how you shop now. Bookmark that. You're doing your normal, I need a dongle or whatever you get off Amazon, mm-hmm. and it helps us a little. Uh, there's also patreon.com slash yourpopfilter if you want to help us even more directly. Go there, pick a tier, get a whole bunch of cool shit. We're, we're putting out stuff numerous times a week. We try to deliver even better bonus bullshit content for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's all our websites. Uh, Cybersprout.net, that's a website. Remember, if you want to build a website, they'll help you do it. They're, they're your partner blank. They <laughs> your partner for the digital blank. world. But, you know, fill in the blank as well. They'll be your partner. Uh, we also got some other shows. We got some good other shows, Mike, if I may say. First of all, Movie of the Year. That's where yeah. you... Ryan and our friend Greg uh, try to figure out the best movie of every given, any given year. Right now, it's mm-hmm. still 1975. It's the longest season we've ever done because it was yeah, a long year. It so, was. Yeah, we're still in 1975. <laughs> it is ending soon. Which I've heard, you know, you as host are absolutely killing it. Is the Thank word on the you. street is what Thank I've heard. You so much. We've also got, of course, doing bits. Another show where you're killing it with your wife. Absolutely delightful. Where you guys talk about uh, Love Island. I just blinked on the name. Love, Love Island is the name of the show. Love Island UK season series seven. Uh, it is done. Uh, we did our first half. Real life happens, so the, the the back half is is coming up soon. Yeah, there are so many episodes of that, so God bless you guys for covering that show. It's, um, it's like 55 episodes we watched in a two-month period. You guys deserve a medal for that. Um, we're, there's also Unnatural 20s, where I sit down with my two friends, Caitlin of Books. We just roll a dice, talk about our life in 20s. We also got social media. We are at Your Pop Filter. Go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. We've got that good content for you guys. Yeah, good, good. That good, good at Your Pop Filter. We also got an email contact at Your Pop Filter. You can reach out that way if you're old school. Keep it vibing. Keep it chill over on email. Next week, it's a surprise what we have going on. Who's to say, you guys? It's simply going to be a great episode, though, is all I can tell you. I can't wait to find out what these surprises are. There's going to be so many surprises. Ryan might be back. He might not be. Who knows? It's going to get wild. But that's it for this week. For Mike, I'm Ryan. For Ryan, I'm Mike. For me, I am me. Bye, everyone. <laughs>